Um, all right. Well, do you want to do a thing? <laughs> it feels so empty and lonely. We're just <laughs> so two, alone. We're just sitting alone at a table, <laughs> looking around at empty chairs. You could have at least hidden the chairs. I feel so alone. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Broses Before Roses. My name is Landon, I'm here with Scott. My name is Scott, I'm here with Landon. That is it today, it's just me and Scott flying duo over this great nation of ours. I call it Bachelorette Nation. We're batching it a little bit. We are batching it today. The other Um, two guys are gone and we're just here having a batching kind of day. Mike is across the country uh, and Jeff is in Brentwood. (laughs) Jeff is across the city. <laughs> Jeff can't be bothered. Jeff can't be bothered to drive from Brentwood into Hollywood. And, you know, who can blame him, really? But we're going to try to check in with those guys uh, later on in the episode. Uh, for now, let's just get into it. Scott, what did you think about this week's Bachelorette? Well, we uh, once again, we're left with a cliffhanger. And that was Nick arriving at the hotel with his suitcase rolling in with him. Right. After a very long and awkward ride up the elevator <laughs> with an old man. And Nobody uh, said anything in that exchange. That was a little... I, I at least say something. To, yeah. you know, hey, how's the weather? How about that? And uh, he goes in and the guys are just seated as they normally are, I assume, all on one side of the room with uh, 12 guys on one couch and several standing behind it and then one completely empty couch. And it's not the most comfortable. Maybe they're watching a movie, and that's why everybody was on one side of the room. <laughs> they're just checking out the end of the notebook. Yeah, and then uh, that was perfect that they were arranged that way, though, so that Nick could sit on the empty couch and basically set himself up for interrogation. Yeah, because he's coming in. He's coming into a hostile territory. He's coming into the lion's den here. So I, I like the first thing that was said was he sat down, and there's that awkward, that awkward pause, which reminded me of last season where... I think it was Nick again who walked into the room and everybody was completely quiet and you could just hear a pin drop. So Nick had, he had been through this before and he's just going to wait it out. And one of the guys says, uh, so I think we'd like to start with, uh, you starting. (laughs) 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 Explain yourself. Well, and you know, like they, they made some good points. I mean, I I think, you know, it's not going to be an ideal situation for anybody, obviously, uh, but I'm di- I'm glad that they did bring up the points of like, hey, is this like a, a kind of a pawing for a little bit more fame or like why now or, the, you know, questioning the timing of the whole thing. And those are, you know, probably the most valid arguments you could make against this dude coming in randomly. I love that Tanner seems to do more research on Nick in the offseason. He was even, killing it. Even our own broses do. He was like, <laughs> so I noticed a few months ago you were uh, out with Andy. Uh, what was that all about? And... Uh, Nick says they buried the hatchet, and unless that's a really awkward sexual innuendo, yeah, that's. Mm. I assume maybe they just talked. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, then again, what is he going to say? Oh yeah, you're right. I guess I am totally dating Andy, also, but I'm just going to be here. You know what? Move on up. Try and improve. <laughs> right. Trading her in. See you guys at the date. He <laughs> closes the door. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It, it, this goes as ba- about as well as you would expect, I suppose. Yeah, Joshua didn't like it. 
And uh, Sean, who I stand by, Sean is the only one who has a reason to have a problem with this. Everybody else is filler for this show. Sean was going to have it in a cakewalk, and now Sean actually has some competition. So Sean can be legitimately upset. Yeah, and you know, I see that, but on, I guess, I guess. Agree or disagree? I do agree, but I think that, you know, there's a, there's an attitude of like, you know, if you're really, you need to be playing, like, don't get hurt about it, you know, just let it, let whatever happen, happen, and then, you know, if you really are in that position, sort of uh, in the uh, in the catbird seat, then everything will work out, you know. And that's the point that Nick was trying to make, right? But Nick can't make that point. Come I on, love that you were basically just making Nick's point for him. No, but Nick can't make that point. He can't. He can't say, "Hey, you guys shouldn't be worried about stuff," like he because he's the one coming in and disrupting everything. So he can't really say that. I loved hearing Nick try and make that point to uh, Josh. Who was, uh, you know, he was trying to say, you know what, I, I'm glad that other Josh was on that season because Andy had the best choices possible and she chose other Josh. If other Josh wasn't there and she picked me, I still wouldn't have been the guy of her dreams. It was the point that he was trying to make. And this Joshua on this show is like, he does not understand the nuance of the point that Nick is trying yeah, to make. Yeah, also, but that's a silly, that's, that's a silly uh, Then you would come, you'd come in second. Why would you want that? <laughs> right. Yeah, so I think that's also a silly point. This whole conversation is ridiculous because what are they going to do? Like, are they going to fist fight? If they're not going to fist fight, I'm sort of not interested in watching it. So, and Josh is cooping himself, uh, like he's working himself up into a lather, and that's not gonna, that's not healthy for him. That was a nice episode long uh, ramp up. Was Josh <laughs> slowly getting more and more upset? It was great. So good. <laughs> he was just so even keeled this entire show. Maybe it was the haircut that finally did him in. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No, that's true. Whoa. We don't. Whoa. <laughs> pump the brakes. Just like Sean B., we're going to pump the brakes on this a little bit. <laughs> Which that conversation didn't go well with Caitlin. No, it did not. You- uh, Sean B. is also going to, he's going to be talking himself out of a lot of things, too, I think. But I feel like he's got enough of the uh, sort of initial romantic connection cash to spend that... You mean abs? Okay, abs. He's got right. the abs to spend. <laughs> those, are the, those are the abs that he's going to spend. Signing checks with those abs. It's <laughs> weird. It's a weird image. <laughs> Put the pin in the belly button. No, I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh, he almost talked himself out. There was a moment where he said, uh, it's hard for me to let my guard down. I told you that. And then he said, I would just hope that you were smarter. Well, not, not smarter. I mean, I mean, that guy's full of shit. <laughs> I would like to see the... Uh, so, you know, Pixar has that Inside Out movie coming out. I want to see the inside of uh, Sean's brain whenever he's saying things like that. And, like, all the, just, like, the frantic, you just smash cut to that and everything's on fire. And the little, the little people are running around like, oh, no, don't say stop it, put it, put it to stop, give him a stroke, give him a stroke. You know. They're all just dead. <laughs> it's just, like, it's out of control. Um. Well, he's the only one that could say that and recover from it. True. He just has to flash the abs a little bit. Uh, hey, remember this? <laughs> uh, you're not smart enough for this. 
Uh, I like the sponsorship opportunity with Inside Out. Thank you. Well, it's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to weave in some convenient ways for <laughs> for advertisers to find their way into the Broses Before Roses show. We incorporate into the content. <laughs> That's right. Seamlessly. Seamlessly. I mean, except for now when we point it out. But other than that, seamlessly. Without without seams, just like the new Levi's denim cut. <laughs> See, seamless jeans. Little little yeah. seamy, little seamy oh, there, but that's yeah. Still okay. Seamless. Um, so we go to uh, we go to Texas. Whoa, whoa! First, we have oh, one of the man. few rose ceremonies we've oh, ever had. Man, I don't like the rose ceremonies. In well, this they season. were at Met Stadium. Caitlin's dishing out roses from the pitcher's mound. <laughs> She's pitching it's, an it's ace game. Pitching them out. <laughs> and the strikeouts were uh, Jonathan Corey, who had the best rap performance. Yeah, and. Uh, other dude another guy who is forgettable i'm sure he's in my notes somewhere because this whole rose ceremony is forgettable it was on the pitcher's mound i thought this was one of the better locations to have a, it's rose a good ceremony. location for a rose ceremony but jj ran the bases he used caitlin as a bat that's true that was weird <laughs> jj's a weirdo i thought it was romantic no, i don't i did not I, that was the first thing jj's done i thought oh that was kind of sweet <laughs> he used her head like a bat <laughs> well, you know. Oh, uh, Ryan went home. Okay, sure. So, yeah, so we're over that, and we're going to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> we go from the confines of City Field to Texas. This is strange. They normally work their way east. They go California, yeah. somewhere in the Midwest, East Coast, and then off to Europe. Yeah. Now we're headed. Uh, we're headed south. Backtracking. Yeah. So um, they they go to San Antonio. They are headed out of the country, though. Oh. Because Texas is a whole other country. It's yeah, a good tourism opportunity <laughs> for uh, for the state of Texas. Um, yeah, so this is uh, so this, is, uh, this this episode is of note uh, for us in this room, and then also for uh, for Jeff uh, who's in, in Brentwood. Brentwood. Um, but you know, we we we're all we're we're all Texans, or you know, Jeff and I are native. I'm uh, a recovering Texan, but that's okay. Um, and and you know you're 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 Texan for sure. I got a good 15 years in. Exactly. So this is this this is obviously of interest for me. And what I like about it is like whenever they whenever I saw that they were in that area, I was like, oh, there's like I wonder what they're going to do there. And I actually did think of Green Hall, and so it's cool that they actually did go to Green Hall uh, for for the two stepping date um, because I didn't think that that was something that would get like. I don't know, national screen time or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't as familiar with Green Hall, but you know, Caitlin is a dancer. That's true. So, so do you think that's why it came <laughs> into play? They just Googled dance opportunities, Texas, near San Antonio, and boom, it pops up. I'm convinced that every city they go to, it's going to be dancing and singing. And Texas was no <laughs> exception. That's true. Um, so they do, this, uh, they do this cool little two-step and date. Uh, where the music is provided by the one and only Dale Watson, uh, who I was also very glad to see on national television. Uh, much better than Big and Rich uh, from last season. Was that song... He was doing a song. Yeah. He was performing a song while uh, they were dancing, and it was called, like, Two Quick Steps, One Long Step or something. Yeah, it's like Quick, Quick, Slow. Quick Is Quick, Quick... Slow, a real song? Yeah, it's, a, it's I've heard that before. It is? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I thought he was just giving instructions the way that you would in sort of one of those other 
What's the dancing word? I mean, it's it's two. Well, your partner, do a quick step now. <laughs> do, don't. It's, uh, not a, do a, it's not a square dance. Two small steps and then one to the side. No, it's not a square dance. It's an actual. It is a. It is a. A, a two-step and song. All right. But yeah, I've I've heard that before. Dale Watson's great, by the way. Um, he has a, a whole series of albums of only uh, trucker songs, which is really cool. Um, so like they're just all about truckers. I feel like truckers awesome. do a lot of things while they're trucking that don't need to be on an album. Don't need to be in song form. Yeah. Yeah, you may be right. I don't know, but they're it's good stuff. Dale Watson's great. <laughs> Happy to see him get some get some airtime. Yeah, he looked good. He came across well. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think we could probably sponsor Dale Watson's new album. <laughs> Right at this quick, point, quick, quick, slow from Dale Watson. Uh, Ever forget how to two-step? Dale's got you covered. <laughs> He's got a song that tells you how. Um, so yeah, this was you know this is a this was I liked this this date was a, a cool date. Ben H had a very nice date. Yeah, yeah, they got to move around. They didn't get eliminated in round one. This was a competition with real Texas two-steppers. That's right, the heart and soul of Texas, i.e., old people. So it was uh, that was it was cool. It was a neat it was a neat date, and I thought it was. Uh, like a legitimately fun thing. Like you see a lot of these dates and you're like, ah, you know, that's that's whatever. Um, a lot of times they're trying to like force the romance or I don't know what. But uh, this didn't seem like that, A. And B, like it seemed like, a, you know, this is actually like a good time for them to have. I couldn't believe that they would naturally make it to the second round. I'm, I mean, then the person comes over and taps them on the shoulders. All right, you've had enough time. <laughs> the bachelorette is going to leave now. Just get them out of there. Yeah, just real dancers left. <laughs> I wish they could do that at every date, though. That at some point somebody just comes in and taps them out. Just taps you out. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> well, all right, let's just go to the thing. <laughs> the shortest season ever. Yeah. She, yeah, she could just tap each guy out. And then it would just be Nick and Sean, and they would become Mormon and marry each other, because I think that's what Caitlin would like to do. Yeah. <laughs> My two husbands. Yeah. Maybe a spinoff. That's, that's, man, she needs to figure it out. I still like Caitlin, though. People, I, I pe- love that that's a thing that's coming up in this show. It's coming up because people are, people are spitting a lot of mad yang about Caitlin. And I'm, I, she's still like the, the bloom is not off the rose yet for me. Like, it's not, it's not an Andy situation where it's like, oh my God, this girl's, you know, really irritating and, and, like this whole situation, this whole thing has gone to her head in a, in a weird way. Like, I actually think that I think Caitlin's handling it very well. The only thing that I've, I mean, I'm on the same page with you as far as Caitlin goes. Okay. All right. We're not surrounded by Caitlin haters the way we normally are <laughs> on this podcast. We're able to speak freely. It's a pool full of sharks. <laughs> I don't have to talk under my breath about how great Caitlin is in hushed whispers. And yeah. Um, but my First, the first problem I had was in her bringing Nick on and seeing how that how the reactions are to that. Yeah, and, obviously that's a bad move. And expecting people like Sean to be okay with it because you essentially are telling the existing guys, nah, I don't see it. Yeah, none of this is good enough. I need something else, so I'm I'm willing to see what else is out there. Right. So just expect that they're going to have a problem. Yeah, people are going to be pissed, I mean, and rightly so. Anyway, that's my only problem. She's still great. I don't have a problem with Caitlyn. I'm not going to turn on her. You're right. I don't like the Nick move. However, I blame Nick as much for that as I blame her. Now, I also blame her. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I also blame Nick for that because I feel like he's very manipulative and, and has wormed his way into the situation. So, As numerous guys have pointed out. Yes, obviously. And I don't like them either. Do I, 
I think Caitlin's like the only one on the show. No, I still like Nick. I think he's a player. He came to play. <laughs> he's terrible. Came on the show he's to a, make it interesting. He's awful. Um, all right, what's next? Well, uh, somebody, when they went to San Antonio, said, this is not Nick's first rodeo. <laughs> okay, all right. So. Great. Now it's time for the group date card. And uh, Nick and a group of people <laughs> are going to go somewhere. I don't even know what the card said. <laughs> I don't I should do my notes in bullet point because I'm really just staring at several paragraphs of text and just not looking at a block of text. Yeah. I'm just looking at pictures. This was where they did the mariachi stuff. Yes. Um so, you know, this is uh again, also I like this date because I think it's interesting and kind of fun. Um you've got that uh weird uh 8-year-old kid coming out there and <laughs> serenading. Um, I was pretty sure she was going to let him on the show. <laughs> At her rate, she's just anybody. More, hey. the, more the merrier. Come on in. Uh, so they had to do, they had to sing a mariachi song about, uh, about Caitlin. Um, this is a lot harder than it seems, apparently, because no one can uh, I, sing within the boundaries of the song. I guess in society, I always... And you can carry a tune relatively well. You, can, I would say you are a good singer. Oh, jeez. A, Scott, thanks. A fantastic singer. Ah, well, do what I, I always assume that at least 50% of the population, and I haven't really done any studies or research to back this up, but I assume about half the people in America today can carry a tune, can sing, sort of. Yes. Somehow they find people uh, in their selection process specifically unable to sing i think a lot more people can sing than they than they think can sing because i mean it's not as long as you're comfortable with yourself which is that's the hard thing then you know you're fine but what i it's not even singing it's just like hearing the music and knowing that you have to follow like a certain thing like here i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna sing to you a melody sing me that melody back and nobody can do it on this show like they could not follow the just the simple the form of the the silly little song, and that baffles me. Like I just think if I if I went outside and picked up ten people right now, half of them would be able to do what these guys couldn't. It's do. just a sing along. It's a sing along. Come on, it was weird. I think they have the same selection process for the voice. <laughs> just kidding. There's talent on that show. <laughs> That's what we need a crossover singing competition dating show premiering this fall. Don't know why that hasn't happened. How many? We should have sing a plug. your heart out. Uh, so. Um, all uh, all content in this episode is copyright proses, so don't take "Sing Your Heart Out," please. Oh, because that's that would be good. Um, so uh, in this, the showstopper. There's two showstoppers here: one good and one bad. The good showstopper is, of course, Nick doing the move where he pulls her out of the crowd and pulls her up into the balcony, and then does the whole thing from the balcony. And he's an example of he's terrible at this, but he's owning it. You know, and he's doing it with confidence. And he's been here before. Yeah, he knows exactly how to break rules just enough. Exactly. Nobody right. says you can't go to the balcony. Sure. So I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do the thing, and I'm going to do it poorly, but I'm going to do it big. If you can't sing good, sing loud mentality. I'm going to say erection. And too. I'm going to say erection, and boom, it's going to be great. He also, not in addition to winning over Caitlin, which I think he already has, he won over the hearts of the guys. And that was the most important thing for him to do in this date. I don't know if I'd go that far, but yes, I, they, they did give him 
credit for for doing that thing. Yes. They were falling all over themselves with compliments of how great Nick was. I'd be curious to know if if I hung out with Nick because you hear this about some people. It's like they don't really. You can hate them as much as you want, but then whenever you get in the room with them, that they're charming enough to like you know kind of kind of carry it over, and you kind of forgive a lot of stuff. I say that about Mike and Jeff. <laughs> I love the fact that we can talk about people who aren't here. <laughs> you know, like, I wonder if Nick was hanging out. Would he, like, is he, is he going to endear himself to us? I, I happen to think that they, they can cut around and make Nick into a, into a villain all they want to. But when you put him with a group of guys and then that group kind of accepts him, I, I'm not saying they like him, but they come around to he's, he's a straight shooter. He's at least going to tell us what's going on and not try and lie and cover things up. It's an uncomfortable situation, but he's at least being, being honest with us. He's being as honest as he can about his ability to be a dick. Yes. <laughs> and weird. that's all you can ask it's in that situation. Thing. So I, I think the guys picked up on that, and they said, you know what? He's not that bad. <laughs> Everybody got that memo except for one guy. <laughs> one guy didn't, didn't realize that there was a very dramatic shift <laughs> in how the group mentality feels about Nick. That's true. And, and now... Once again, <laughs> wait for it. Nick has a Josh problem. It's <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. I wrote it in bold in my notes so I wouldn't miss it. It's pretty good. <laughs> Nick does have a Josh problem. Yeah, Josh this entire time is just festering and stewing and just so angry be- beside himself with anger this entire time that it's going to bubble over and explode eventually. And that's, you know, that's fun to watch. So it's that's satisfying. A bad haircut doesn't help. <laughs> bad haircut does not help. Why? Why do you ask? I mean, I guess it, it came. It seemed like a good idea when they step outside. I mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm skipping over much. No, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, they step outside. He's gonna get some time alone with Caitlin, and he chooses to spend his alone time having her cut his hair. Right. Because she has some sort of a background in cosmetology. She yeah. took a class somewhere. <laughs> some. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't. I don't. I don't know how this happens. I, all I could think of while I was watching, as a person who really desperately needs a haircut and is incredibly lazy uh, and just will not go get one, uh, I'm looking at that just super jealous the entire time. I was like, man, I just wish I could just shear all my hair off. Charge your razor ahead of time. <laughs> Do not... You know, you learn lessons from The Bachelor. Like, I've learned a lot of dating tips. You know, what works, what doesn't work. Something to keep in mind is never start a haircut with a half-charged razor. <laughs> but if you do, then w- what a freeing thing it is just to accept the bad haircut that you get. And you know what? I don't, I don't like putting the judgment label on it as bad. I think it's totally fine. Just leave, like, we, we don't have to judge his hair. Half mohawk? Sure. It's going to be in. It's fine. It's not a big deal. He could have pulled it off. Like, you, you can be the, the guy who got a bad haircut and totally just owns it. But the problem is that then he went from that bad haircut and just acted like a complete asshole. Yeah, that's true. So, in a way, he made the haircut look bad. But he's stewing. Again, he was stewing the entire time. So, it's, you know, that's, that's, his, own, that's his own fault. Nick even made fun of his date. He was like, uh, if I'm going to spend quality time, you know, like... If I get alone time with Andy, it's going to be quality time, not like a haircut. And then they promptly just go to a bench and make out. <laughs> I love that you just said with Andy. Oh! <laughs> I, do you think he's going to slip up at any point this He's season? got to, right? Oh! Man, uh, I in, want that to happen. In real life news, and I don't think this is a spoiler in any way, because it could mean, you don't know what 
Nick is up to nowadays. It's true. What Nick is doing these days doesn't mean anything on the show. He could win and he could still be single or he could It's no concern of mine, I can tell you that. Or he could lose and he could be married to Caitlin. Who knows? (laughs) Like, it's a wild world. They have four kids by now. Uh, I don't know if anybody heard, but the Blackhawks won the NHL championship. We may be the first people to announce this. We may be. In L.A. That's true. We, we, nobody is nobody, nobody cares. Even if the Kings are involved, nobody cares. Nobody cares. They, they put their flags on the car, and that's about it. Right. Uh, Whitney and Nick were seen at a sports bar watching the Blackhawks game. <laughs> of course they at were. At this point, it's just parody. Of course they were. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? Uh, it's a man, you know, you're inducted into this fraternal organization of, of people so you can only now associate with those people, you know. It's like going to war, except <laughs> not at all. I feel like we're going to get a lot of mail this week. <laughs> That's Scott at Bros's Podcast. So um, the other, but the other show-stopping moment in the uh, mariachi uh, date. Can you guess what this is? The show-stopping moment in the uh, in the in the mariachi date. Uh, well, Ian was really bad. That's the showstopper, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the additional showstopper was me like looking at Ian framed in that picture with that big hat, sad, <laughs> explaining how he choked was just one of the funniest images to me. I don't know. It's so funny to like hear somebody describe themselves as like choking. Like that's always been a concept that's like it's not forming. I get it. You, things happen, whatever. But like you're you're singing. Like it's not like a you know, and this is a, something that you've you've claimed to be good at, and we've seen you sing. Like it's not, it's weird to me that that he failed so hard at that in in the manner in which that he did. Now that he's failed twice at singing, I feel like maybe he just can't sing. Well, but you heard him sing on the Broadway thing, and it's not like he was bad. Yeah, I guess he was just a little reserved. Or what, that might have been it. Whatever. Yeah, like, like he was hitting the notes. Was, this one he wasn't hitting the notes. Not at all, and not even like trying. Like it seemed like he was like really weird and hesitant and nervous. Like it was odd. He was, he's getting worse as a singer. So, not as, to not to skip ahead, but do you think that contributes to Ian's meltdown? The fact that he cannot be good at something in front of somebody? The meltdown is happening while he's still wearing his mariachi well, costume. That, that's true. That's, he's wearing the hat, and they, the cameraman had to had to frame it up so he is, looks like a tiny little short person in the box. A giant hat. And we, the broses, did take a screen capture of that and posted it and sent it to Ian. And he retweeted it. That's great. And it was like the first thing on his page for 24 hours. And we have over 10,000 impressions, <laughs> which I'm learning about. I don't know what social media impressions. is. Impressions. I have no idea. But that's great. We're reaching out to anybody we can. on the. <laughs> we'll talk to Mike a little bit more about this later. This would be a great week for everyone to be here. <laughs> if people are going to listen to this show, this would be the week to do it. And boy, howdy, I wish everybody was here. But what are you going to do? Brentwood's far away. Um, so Ian, uh, yeah, Ian has a bit of, Ian's also one of those that's like, this is a good week for like stewing. Like things get, things just get like, there's weird stuff going on behind the eyes of some of these dudes. I said this last, I mean, every season, I think we always talk about how if you're coming on a show like this, you are probably the most attractive dude in your little you know, you stand out in where whatever your world is. You like think that you're a real star, and they're pulling together all these stars and they're putting them on the same show. And all of a sudden, they look around and they think, "Oh, I'm not special anymore." Like I used to be, 
the really hot guy. Yeah. Nobody's the brainiac in their group. Nobody's looking around, you know, thinking, I used to be the smartest right, one. Right, right, right. But they all used to be the most attractive, I think. Like, that's the one thing they always sure. had going. Is sure. They could always lift up their shirt, show off the abs. Hey, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't, Ian can't do that anymore. And I think all the guys, it takes an adjustment to look around and realize, like, you don't have that going for you. Right. That's a, it's a humbling moment. It's a humbling moment. And, uh, you know, I think like there's also this delicate balance of like, do you, like you want to like, it's not like you have to be civil. Like, it's not like you are going to just come into this thing sort of guns blazing and, and, and who cares what kind of enemies you make or whatever. You're all still going to, you're all still just a bunch of dudes on a TV show. I mean, what you, you may as well have fun. Yeah, you know, and I think most of the other guys have probably realized that. Like, if, even if we don't win, we're we're getting good exposure. Just yeah. have fun, look cool. But Ian, I think, is just he takes offense to it. I think there comes a moment in every competition, no matter what it is, whether it's uh, a, a televised competition for uh, the supposed love of a woman, or just any other any old thing. That when you have like a field of contestants, you start out and you're like, oh, this is fun. Who cares? Win or lose. I'm just out here to have a good time, maybe practice a little bit, and I'm going to try to have a good experience no matter what. Then you get like halfway through it, or you hit you hit a certain point where you go, oh, there's a possibility here that I could win this thing. And I think everybody thinks that. I think at some point, everybody thinks that past a certain point in the competition. And then you have to hit that point again where you go, oh, uh, there's only going to be one winner, and it's a very good possibility that's not going to be me. So like I think those are different like steps that people go through and those are different mentalities too like I think it, your brain does crazy things at each one of those points so we're seeing how that affects specifically Josh and Ian <laughs> at this point completely that was very well put I agree with everything yeah yeah we finally did it I'm a college dropout <laughs> so <laughs> there also comes a point when you do a podcast where people drop out <laughs> Where they realize, like, everybody's excited at the beginning. You know, episode one, you think, hey, we're all here. We're just here to have a good time. This is good. And then you get about halfway through, you know, really doing the legwork. Yeah, and you look at your Google Maps from Brentwood to Hollywood, and you go, you know what? No. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) It says 40 minutes on there, right? It's going to be 80 minutes out of my day, at least. Uh, (laughs) But... Oh, I'll be back eventually. <laughs> we hope. We're going to hug it out next week. We hope. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I think that there's there's trouble brewing, Ian, Josh, stewing, and uh, it's it's uh, it's fun. I like this episode. Also made me miss Texas, oddly, because it's odd because it's San Antonio, and I have no uh, real affection or affiliation with San Antonio, but San Antonio is also a neat place. Um, like downtown specifically and all that other stuff. Like it's, it's a cool, like that's a cool, it's cool that they went there and not like, you know, whatever Austin or the, yeah. the place that the places you would normally expect them to go to in Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like San Antonio. I'm, I'm glad they didn't go to the Alamo. I thought that would have been a little weird. Right. Well, I mean, there's nothing to do there, but yeah. I mean, but, but though they yeah, would make right. it look like they would say, you know, we are at the place that, you know, from San Antonio. Yeah, sure. Exactly. But I mean, they doing the river walk thing, which this is the, the next date that they do mm-hmm. is the kayaking of the, uh, the thing. I liked how they said, um, we get to do something nobody else gets to do on this show <laughs> or nobody else gets to do in San Antonio. Period. Right. Um, the reason nobody else gets to do it. This water is full of bacteria, <laughs> yeah, and it's not—it's a health hazard to real. allow anyone it's, into this water. It's pretty disgusting. 
But uh, we get to. <laughs> it's romantic. But I do love, you know, they're kayaking down the thing, and Caitlin's like, oh, this reminds me of Europe. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's the first time San Antonio has ever been compared to anywhere in Europe, I imagine. The tourism board was like, immediately took a freeze frame of that, <laughs> put Caitlin's quote up, and it's already on billboards all over the city. San Antonio, just like Europe, Caitlin Bristow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that was funny. But again, uh, good date. I think this is a cool, this is a fun little date here. Yeah. So kayaking experience and... They were nailing it on the dates in Texas. Yeah, I think so. Texas knows how to date. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> They're not, that's their second choice for the billboards. <laughs> Texas, we know how to date. <laughs> uh, what else happened? <laughs> Literally Nothing. So, oh, oh, now they're sitting shirtless by the bank for some reason. They just, this is Sean's date. Right. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention Sean's on this date. Yeah. And it, this was a moment where, where Caitlin really made a gesture to make up for earlier in the show when Sean was saying, you know what? I feel like you don't care about me because you just pulled in a guy to replace me. Right. Uh, this was her gesture to Sean, and they thought they had a really good date together. Yeah, they did. And I think that it goes a long way for her to sort of, like you said, make up. Make up some goodwill here a little bit. Um, but is it enough? I don't know. That's a, See, normally if we were The Bachelorette, we would have ended the podcast there. Because that's... <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Is it enough? We're going to end this podcast mid-sentence. <laughs> is it it? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I do think it's a good date. Whatever, it's fine. Um, and then uh, that's pretty much it, Well, we right? didn't... I mean, back before that date, one thing that I did think kind of got... A little crazy was the Josh situation. Talking to Caitlin about right. how, hey, listen, babe, I'm the only guy who really has the balls to come up and tell you. Right. But like he pulls her aside to this little church building. Wait, was that the Alamo? <laughs> Wouldn't it be Maybe funny they were at the Alamo. They were in the Alamo as he says it. <laughs> I just remember they were like, yeah, he took her over to that church. I'm like, wait a second. That was a very small little church. And meanwhile, a couple episodes later, everybody's talking about Josh and how he talked himself off the show. And everybody's like, remember the Alamo? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody made any Alamo puns, did they? No, they probably don't know it. It's so far gone now. The only people that talk about the Alamo... They, they had a whole mini-series over Memorial Day with Bill Paxton as Sam Houston, for crying out loud. The, uh, uh, what an awesome bit of horrible casting. And, uh, and still nobody talks about the Alamo. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Well, let's talk about it for just another second or two. <laughs> Josh basically says, uh, nobody wants Nick here, but I'm the only one who's willing to stand up and say it. And isn't he right? He's right. He says, he implies that no, everybody really wants Nick gone, that everybody has a strong problem with it. And I think in Josh's mind, he is being honest. He's not lying. I think he is being honest in his mind. Uh, well, she asks. Everybody else is lying to her, her face because they're all telling her, right. now we're over it. It's about you. Right. And he's like, yeah, I mean, that's hard for me to tell you. This is, like, he's... Right. But again, I think in his mind, he's being honest. Like, he is telling the truth. I think that he is thinking that all these guys... I mean, they may be saying one thing, but in actuality, nobody's actually cool with this, because how could you be? Well, Caesar, as I like to call Josh in this situation, (laughs) then goes back into the room with the rest of the guys... Just to make sure, like, if there was any question whether he was a villain at this point or not, he lies to them and says he was doing an interview but, while he was talking to Caitlin. All right, but even, even okay, in his defense, 
<laughs> what are you going to say? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think this was a weird... I think they played this up to be a lot more nefarious than it actually ended up being. If the guys were really on your side, then you would be like, yeah, I was just telling Caitlin what we all think about Nick. No big deal. I don't know. I don't know. And then so that made a pretty awkward moment. And I do love this show for its awkward moments. This is like some of the best television to me is when these moments happen, which is why we had to go back and talk about it a little bit. So when Caitlin comes in, and I wish she had like her little detective hat on and her pipe to do some snooping and get to the bottom of this allegation. Right. Because she heard a tip that maybe the guys weren't being honest about how they feel about Nick. And she straight up calls Josh out. And I loved it. It was just, <laughs> I mean, inside I was doing little cartwheels and applauding and I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's another example of if any of the guys see an opportunity to easily get rid of somebody who may or may not be competition in any sort of way, then of course they're going to. So this is an opportunity for, okay, if we just shut up, Josh is gone. So, and I think that's what everybody does. I really do. Don't you think? I don't think they would have a problem with one more guy being gone. Right. That's the thing. It doesn't matter who it is. Just a warm body. Get out of here. But but if you hate Nick, I think you really do. That's the smart thing to do is let Josh just talk his but way off the show. everybody knows that Caitlin's not going to listen to you saying, I hate Nick. They're done with... Like, that argument is not... A, you know, that's not an argument. That's just, like, an opinion that is the opposite of her opinion. So it it's, is an awkward, it's useless. It is an awkward situation they're in because... Uh, Caitlin likes Nick and she wants to marry Nick and nobody else can really say or do anything to change her mind. Like I can see they're sort of, they got their backs against the wall. Right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> right. So, I mean, they could all mutiny and walk off the show, but you know, why would they do that? They wouldn't get trips to exotic locales like San Antonio. They wouldn't get random tweets from small podcasts trying to meet them up <laughs> in various places. Hey, I love you in your sombrero hat. Hope you don't go crazy. Um, <laughs> Looking forward to seeing how things wrap up next week. Right. Uh, which, yeah, I think the episode was ending on a cliff note with Ian finally getting mad enough to confront. <laughs> it's ending on a cliff note. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely ending. We're going to go and wrap things up. <laughs> it's definitely on a cliff note of uh, we don't know what's happening. I believe it's Hamlet. It's the cliff note. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, Ian Ian confronts uh, Caitlin in the hotel or whatever, and he is ready to walk. Basically, I mean that's the that's the gist you get, you know. And he, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not going to win. You're right. He's not wrong, and you're also right. He's not going to win. But it is a weird. It's a hard left turn. I I think. Well, I think maybe he wants to control his own destiny. He heard that Brady is dating Brit. He said. <laughs> Is there a consolation prize for those who decide to leave? He's on just going on the website from eliminated bachelorettes from seasons past just to see. Uh, like join this dating club. Eventually, they're just going to have enough to have a website just all consisting of, of, uh, of bachelorette people, bachelor and bachelorette people. Um, okay. I'm getting word from Jeff that we can call this that a certain number. <laughs> Should we check in with Jeff? Yeah, we should see what's going on. All right, let me call. Let me call this number. See what happens. Oh God damn! There we go. Turn on hide. He's gonna be on this show whether or not he wants to or not. That's true. 
our reluctant co-host. Hello. Jeff. How you doing? Jeff. Jeff, you're on the podcast right now. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. That's uh, It's technology of me holding the phone to the microphone. Oh, wait, he so can't not, hear me, can he? sound that good, huh? Yeah, I, I, he, can, he can probably hear you. Um, right. Jeff, we're talking about uh, we're talking about this episode. Did you watch it? I did. I did watch it. Did, and, uh, do you have any thoughts on it? But I forgot them already. <laughs> that that makes total sense. Uh, where are you sitting right now, and what are you drinking? Uh, I'm outside, actually, by the fire pit. Uh, it's a green chair. It's mostly wood. I'm drinking nothing right now because we're making enchiladas in the oven. Then after that, I'm just gonna go spend some money. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What does that even mean? Are you just gonna throw it into the fire pit? We're in somebody else's house, man. Rich people. Gonna Tasha lives a block away. Oh, it's nuts over here. <laughs> well, I'm glad you couldn't make the the 30 minute drive. Um, but uh, 30 minutes on a really really good day at about 4 a.m. It's a really good day right now. <laughs> Today's a really good day. I'm not willing to lose all of this. Jeff, I saw the president's helicopters. You did. I heard there was two of them. There were two of them. Yes. Do you think one's to throw off the other? Uh, well, uh, yeah, or or they were they were following each other because one didn't know the way. Oh, I see. There was also a big plane, but I I, could, I didn't know what kind of plane it was because I don't know those things. Are you saying you saw two helicopters following each other with a plane directly behind them? No, the plane was in front. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I hope the wife saw it too. I'm the only one. I haven't moved. Oh, where everybody's talking now. <laughs> yeah, I missed it, man. I missed I missed all that traffic. It just. I voted for the guy, but get the hell out of California. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to traffic, Obama, get out. Um, it is the worst. <laughs> that is just the only time that I think that. Mostly, I guess. I don't know. Hey, Jeff, also as a native Texan, how did you feel like uh, your state was represented in this episode of The Bachelorette? I don't know what you just said. What? <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a Texan, how did you feel like your state was represented in this episode of The Bachelorette? about San Antonio. <laughs> it's a part of That's Texas. That's my rival for some reason. I don't know. I've been there once. I went to Taco Bueno. Tasted the same as the other Taco Buenos. And got the hell out. So I don't know much about it. But it did seem they liked the river walk. It did seem San Antonio was pleased uh, with how it was displayed. It didn't look like sewage. And good for them. You know, good for them. Yeah. The episode to me was more about a man who I can't remember without a computer in front of me. Uh, but the man who allowed a funny haircut and then decided to get involved in something serious with that haircut. That, to me, played out better than any, any scenario I could possibly imagine. That's just such a bad idea. Who is that guy again? Somebody help me. Josh. That's Josh. That's Josh. Josh is, Josh is toast. Yeah, of course he's toast. I mean, I don't even know how to explain that. Uh, beyond that, it's kind of the one thing I remember. Mariachi bands, I believe, happened. And since then, I've only heard and been able to sing that song. Well, it all gets in our heads, except for everybody who was trying to sing the song in the show who couldn't do it at all. It's crazy when you have no talent whatsoever, I guess, because everybody's got a little bit of something. But you watch guys that can't really get words to, to rhyme, just sort of basic stuff. And can't even, like, fit the words into the very basic song that's that an eight-year-old literally just sang in front of you. Pretty much, yeah. That eight-year-old is a proud little boy. You know what it seemed, though, is that there's been only one mariachi song, and then they just do different lyrics each time? Yeah, it was just the... the <laughs> Have there been other mariachi songs throughout history? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure, there, I'm sure there are plenty. There are at least two. I know. Yeah, I've heard another one, I think. I don't know. I think they've placed the, the eyes differently or something. I don't know. <laughs> 
But that was pretty. That was pretty shit. And uh, I hope that Nick actually gets in that brawl. I don't know with who. Hopefully, Z Bag or whatever the hell that one guy is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's Z Bag. I think Z Bag is correct. Yeah, one of those guys. Whoever. Somebody. I hope somebody beats him up. Uh, but Olivia found that she started to not hate him as much as the episode wore on. I don't know what that's about. Who? But I just, I just thought I would give an outsider's perspective. She started hating uh, Nick. who less? Nick? She starts liking Nick. A little less. Ugh, what is the less. deal with Along Nick? Along with the rest of us, we started to find out he's an okay guy. Do you guys think he's okay? No. You know I'm always Team Nick. Scott. I don't know. I mean, he, uh, he sat there and took it. That doesn't make you a good man. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if you take it, you're okay in my book. Whatever. Did you guys call Mike in New York or Pennsylvania or wherever the fuck he is? We're going to call him in a minute here. You're kidding me. He's not been watching the show, so I look forward to his uh, opinions on it. Uh, his recap's going to be just about as good as yours. Well, you got some good stories about Pennsylvania, which I've heard is uh, a different-looking place. That's they terrible. What, what you think it might look like. I've heard there's, there's no there's no jobs, so everybody's, everybody's kind of gray-looking. <laughs> gray and malnourished. <laughs> Explain it. <laughs> Whatever. That's the Pennsylvania Minute brought to you. Enchiladas. All right. Well, have fun. I love the podcast. I'm sorry, 20 miles is forever in a day in L.A., and I just I can't do it. Hey, we understand, buddy. What route do you have to take to get here? For what Between Brentwood and Hollywood to be 20 miles, do you have to go up to up around the mountains? How exactly <laughs> you... Two Californians are going to have a talk about how to get... <laughs> so, do you go to Burbank and then come back? Uh, yeah, you're probably right. We probably shouldn't have a, uh, a geographical discussion, but, you know, hey, whatever. Uh, in California, when it involves driving around, I think that one might have been done. <laughs> backing off I'm backing off very good well have fun house sitting and uh, we'll talk at you later hey Jeff it's you and me next week fantastic my wife wants to be a part of it alright we can do that alright Sam we got a woman next time it's gonna be super freaky yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later bye bye, bye. oh boy alright that was Jeff that was Jeff Stewart giving the highlights checking in should we try Mike? <laughs> Might as well. Is he going to be around? We're breaking the format. I don't. I, I ask if he's going to be around, but he's literally just driving by himself cross country. So there's. He is actually going to be in the passenger seat while Miles is driving. Both of them from New Jersey to Elizabethtown, New York, mm-hmm. upstate New York. I see. Well, so he'll be hands free, and uh, there will be no accidents. Well, we shall see about this. Unless he gets too excited during the uh, he might get excited conversation. He knows nothing that that happens, so we need to kind of prompt him and then get his reaction. Yeah, if, if we if we care that much, we do. Or we can just prank call him. <laughs> Ask him if he ordered Chinese food from your cell phone number. Oh, well, hello. Oh, buddy. Guess who's on hey. the air right now? Guess who's on the air right now? Oh, Jesus. That's right, Jesus. Always on the air. Jesus, Jesus is on the air with me. That's right, Jesus is my co-pilot. Um, Mike, where are you right now? Uh, I am uh, I'm in New Jersey heading to New York. You know what I just realized, what I just found out uh, earlier this morning is New Jersey is south. Of New York. <laughs> Where did you think it was? North. North. I thought it was north. Okay. Well, uh, did you guys know that? Y- yeah, I knew that. Is that why uh, we all flew into New Jersey to drive north to Elizabethtown tomorrow? 
Uh, Mike, we're talking about The Bachelorette. I know you haven't seen this episode. Are you looking forward to all of the uh, Bachelorette that you have to catch up on? Uh, yeah. Now, was this the episode where uh, the guy, uh, the African gentleman with the shaved head that's somewhat balding, um, where he tried to get real with, uh, with, with Caitlin? Yeah, that's the, that's the cliffhanger, or the cliff notes, as Scott put it. Oh, so they didn't really get into it. It's one of those things where they tease it, and then all of a sudden, you're you're like, okay, I'm I'm ready for this, and then they just take you right it right into the next. Or they say wait till next week. Yeah, yeah we, we 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 explained what a cliff note is. <laughs> yeah, that that's right. They they've teased it. Well, he's confronted Kalen in the hotel, and he said something like, "I I think you're a shallow person," or something like that. I don't know what the deal is. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, can you give me a quick recap of maybe what happened? Um, yeah, so uh, they went to San Antonio, they sang mariachi music, they kayaked they in a... They went to San Antonio? <laughs> yeah, they went to San Antonio, that was the place they went. That sucks! <laughs> well... Why did they go to San Antonio? Did they mention why they would go to San Antonio? No, they didn't, they didn't ever really say why. Huh. But that's where they were. And then they sing mariachi music. That's like one of the dates. That was one of the dates. They sang mariachi. And then uh, one of the other dates was kayaking the river. Uh, you're only interested in baseball. Uh, so you would be interested to know that they went to Met Stadium, where they had a rose ceremony on the pitching mound. Oh, yeah, that's right. They went to they went to City Field at the end of the New York thing. Oh, when I first said Met Stadium, I was like, where the hell was that? I thought that was in San Antonio. But, yeah. <laughs> Little known fact, um, the Mets play in San Antonio. <laughs> so they went to San Antonio, then they went to New York? No, they were in or, New York oh, for the no, previous episode. This was at the end, that, was at the, end of that, the previous season, right? That's right. Hey, what, what is Nick up to? Is Nick seen a ship? Uh, uh, the tides are turning on our good friend Nick. Everybody seems to like him, Mike. I don't know what to do. <laughs> All they needed was to spend a little time around him, and everybody likes him now. I've been gone for one week. How have you guys turned? No, no. To be clear, I don't like him. Scott, I don't know what Scott thinks. I'm still all right with him, but uh, <laughs> I'll base my decision on what the rest of the guys in the uh, in the Bachelorette group think, and they <laughs> seem to like him because he serenaded them uh, in San Antonio with a beautiful mariachi song. And Mike went into a tunnel. Oh, oh, God, Mike, are you okay? Oh, oh, God. I think he was so blown away by the fact that Nick is now liked on the show. <laughs> oh, God. Mike is gone. All of, all of New Jersey has exploded. <laughs> we finally got our phone situation figured out. <laughs> and, then, and then it goes Where away. We can share a nice microphone and be cozy. <laughs> well, Mike didn't see the episode, so what does it matter? Oh, well. We were trying to... I can move back over here. We were trying. <laughs> no, you're fine. I like you over here. It's a we good, were, we it's were a good tr- situation. We were trying to uh, hook Mike up with uh, Tony as he was passing through St. Louis. <laughs> oh, right. And Tony, uh, Tony responded and recommended some barbecue places, but said he wasn't able to meet Mike mm, on the road. That's too bad. Uh, but he said rain check. So I guess that means I'm <laughs> rain check to never rain check means we do it next time we're in St. Louis. Yeah. Next time you're in St. Louis, pop over, see Tony. I imagine all these people come to L.A. like every other week. They have to. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's pretty much the episode. Um, we got a couple of weeks here where everybody's gone just like now. And Jeff and I are left 
into the ether to figure out what to do. Uh, so we're going to have some guests and probably Jeff's wife. I know Susan wants to pop on. Kellen wants to pop on, our friend. Kellen from the Third Year LA blog. Third Year LA blog. She's She blogs about The Bachelorette, so she's going to talk about it. Uh, maybe some other surprises. We don't know. Who knows what's going to happen. Uh, but this episode ended on an exciting cliff note, so we are just going to have to see what happens academically, of course. Uh, on the next episode of uh, Roses Before Roses. We'll talk at you then. All right. <laughs>